Welcome everyone, welcome to the Matter of the Heart, where we bring you heartfelt, educational, and positive stories, all to elevate your spirit. I'm your host, Carol, and always uh, thank you so much for taking your time out to listen to the Matter of the Heart, and, and check out the website, www.thematteroftheheart.com. The topic of, uh, of today's show is the value of psychological astrology, and I'm sure many of you have heard the value of psychological astrology, for the journey of healing and growth. And the guest is Angelica, Angelica Dimitrova, I hope I pronounced that right, Angelica. And uh. she's, you can correct me, she's a certified um, a psychological astrologer helping people connect with their authentic self through deep exploration of their inner world based on the analysis of their birth chart from a psychological perspective. So did I pronounce that right or does it need to have some refinement, Angelica? Your last name? Uh, yes, my last name is Matev. Is much easier. So Angelica Matev. That's okay, it. thank you. <laughs> um, I think we were, uh, as far as the, uh, you know, the uh, psychological astrology, uh, does this originate from Carl Jung, or what is its root, Angelica? Yes, it's based and very connected to Carl Jung analytical psychology. But first off, thank you for having me, Carol, on the show. It's a pleasure to be a guest, and uh, thank you for the opportunity to share with your audience an overview of the immense value of psychological astrology. I hope to be able to demonstrate that and uh, the vast potential of this discipline to connect the individual to the universal and open the way to healing and growth. Yes, so, thank you. Thank you. Um, and now, no, which is interesting because of course it opens up the way to healing and growth. So as far as growth goes, like you have somebody's chart I'm visualizing it. And are there any particular areas of that chart that is going to uh, pinpoint more the growth? Or are you looking at the whole? Give us some of your, you know, your strategy, so to speak, Angelica. Right. Well, yes, always. Um, as the great astrologer Robert Hahn says, look at the chart until it begins to speak to you, right? So there is always the approach of uh, first identifying the major themes mm -hmm. and they would be represented by certain configurations. And there is always the potential for growth, but the first step would be to remove any blockages and mm -hmm. uh, any energies that are actually preventing the individual to realize uh, his full potential. And, um, that's why uh, astrology, actually, which has been part of human history um, since the dawn of time, has so much to give, to contribute, and, and to help with uh, this entire process. So I'd say astrology is a precious gift, really, from the universe. And uh, it's the foundational principle, actually, of our connection as human beings to nature and the cosmos. So, uh, by the way, for those not familiar with the origin of the word cosmos, it comes from Greek and mm -hmm. it means order, mm -hmm. but it also means beauty. 
And this makes perfect sense as order, harmony, and balance together form the absolute quality of creation, right? Making mm -hmm. the universe breathtakingly beautiful. And that's why we have the word cosmetics. Products mm -hmm. because for beautification, right? There is there is a connection that is not, uh, you know, direct when you think about it, but it's there. That's and also, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, from what I'm getting then is also in a positive, you're looking at, you're, you're delving into the psychological uh, uh, blockages to, to create that beauty within that person. Exactly. That is the ultimate goal, to create, uh, to help the inner universe uh, to, to be fully opened and uh, shine in its beauty. Exactly. That's another form of correspondence. And uh, astrology is a symbolic language, actually, mm -hmm. uh, but it holds the power to describe processes that occur on both physical and psychological level. Some compare it a horoscope to a mandala of the soul. And it does have a spiritual dimension, by the way. There is something holy and, and sacred to it. So that's why it's important to approach it not just with technical knowledge, but with deep intuition and, and personal wisdom and, and respect. Because mm. it's an extremely um, special part of um, the blueprint of the soul. Mm. Yeah, I find that um, uh, kind of interesting that you said the intuition is part of it because I've been uh, to certain certain they don't use that they're too analytical. <laughs> so in the intuition, <laughs> you know, is not is just not even regarded or respected. So you're using intuition as well yes. um, with the, with the birth with the birth chart. Um, I wonder if you could give us a little example of that using your intuition, uh, Angelica. Sure. Well, um, I just would like to take a, a quick step back uh, to answer your question earlier about psychological astrology. So, yes, one main uh, distinction between traditional astrology and psychological astrology is that traditional is more focused on events, mm -hmm. whereas psychological astrology, which is based on Jungian analytical psychology, is person-centered. Mm -hmm. And that's why sometimes it's referred to as counseling astrology because it is interpreted as a paradigm for the psyche and mm -hmm. the zodiac as an archetype of the self. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. From that perspective, um, this analysis actually takes us a step closer to the process of individuation where all the parts of the psyche are integrated into a fully functioning, healthy and conscious whole. So um, when you ask me about intuition, yes, um, the horoscope very clearly shows how a person is likely to process experience driven by specific underlying beliefs, ideas, and motives. So when I look at a chart and I see the major configurations, it's very clear what is the the psychological makeup, the drives that are actually motivating that person to take or not to take action. Mm -hmm. So my intuition tells me here, based on what I see, where are these blockages coming from? Mm -hmm. And because there is all, always some indication in the birth chart that there's probably some sort of uh, childhood trauma or experience that affected that person. And then they internalize it in a way that for them, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. date as a traumatic experience 
I feel that it's necessary to create a safe and comfortable environment for that person to stop being defensive about the problems they're experiencing because uh -huh. that's judgment too. And in this way, prepare them to open for the exploration, the acceptance and the healing. Mm -hmm. So uh, it's, um, to me, it sounds easier said than done. If somebody's got a lot of intense blockages, you know, mm -hmm. uh, so you're using a uh, young insight, how, how are you delving into it so they're free from that? And can anybody in life be totally free from the past? Well, the past is there to teach us something. And um, the blockages are actually part of that repressed side, which is often referred to as the shadow in, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in psychology and uh, in the birth chart. So um, these blockages are usually, again, defense strategies, and they come from the past very often formed during childhood and adolescence mm -hmm. as a result of some difficult, painful, traumatic experiences. Mm -hmm. And because Young teaches that all reality is psychic reality. Right. So through the self-exploration, it's possible to identify what kind of psychological evidence the person whose chart we're analyzing has collected Collected. at the time of this okay. traumatic experiences or defining moments, like we call them. Right. And from there, what kind of self-limiting belief they decided to form, mm -hmm. which later in life mm -hmm. becomes a characteristic of the personality. I can give an example, actually. Um, mm -hmm. A child whose parents only paid attention to or uh, showed them some sort of affection only if they won something or uh, passed an exam with the highest score, right? Mm -hmm. This child would connect in his mind the idea that the only way to be loved, accepted, and appreciated is if they prove themselves first to be the best in everything. Mm. Mm -hmm. And naturally, because they want to get more of that love and attention, they will strive more and more to prove that they are the best, which later in life would make them an overachiever, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, that is usually expressed in the chart by certain positions of uh, the sun, because that's the ego structure, that's the personal identity. Right. So when this personal identity is formed uh, based on the understanding that you really have to work and, and put a lot of effort to be loved, it becomes some sort of a program that they follow later in life and they don't think of themselves as deserving, as mm -hmm. lovable, mm -hmm. and they block every possibility to actually connect with someone if they feel that they're not good enough. So the first thing is to illuminate that uh, detrimental self-leading belief. Mm -hmm. And when I say illuminate, I want to mention something here. Information and knowledge are actually very similar to light. Because when we enter a dark room, we're afraid because we can't see. The minute we turn the lights on, then we know what's there and we're no longer scared. So the same with information and the analysis of the birth chart. Illuminating the unknown makes mm -hmm. us feel much stronger. And that's why we say, I see when we mean I understand, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yes, no, that makes sense. Um, one word stands out <laughs> in, mm-hmm. in in my one when you use the word collected. Mm-hmm. Because, um, and pl- of course, give me your insight. Collected to me could also imply the, the level or the intensity of the sensitivity of the person. I mean, some people can alienate it, and some people grab that sensitivity more. And it, may, it also could be uh, the vulnerability of the moment, and then the lack of a support system at the moment. So if you can give me some insight as well as the listeners, that would absolutely. be great. Yes, absolutely. Well, again, as we mentioned earlier, experience is processed in different ways based on the energies that are driven, uh, that drive that person to uh, to process events and everything that is happening to them. So when the chart shows a specific element that dominates entire makeup of that person and Mm -hmm. makes them more sensitive for example if we see that there is a lot of water element of water like water signs and water houses being really active that means everything would be processed through the feeling function Mm -hmm. as opposed to someone who is with a strong emphasis on um mental processes right and Gemini, so they will kind of rationalize the emotions. And that's why, you know, there is an interesting example. Um, If two siblings who grew up in the same house with the same parents and went through the same events as child uh, during childhood, when they're asked later in life, how would you describe your early years? They would give two very different accounts of what happened to them. So let's say one is a Sagittarius and the family had to move a lot. He'd say, Oh, I loved it because great. I, got to, I got to experience different cultures, right. languages, places. It was amazing. Whereas if the other is a cancer, they'd be like, oh, I suffered every time I had to pack again, leave the comfort of the known and forget even my memory box. You know, typical cancers. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and uh, this is how this the same events that happened in the same reality mm-hmm. were interpreted, internalized and collected as we mentioned earlier as different experiences which later through the archetypal um, images and effect that this experience had over the native chart we're looking at will determine how they will make choices how they will react how they will defend and decide what to do in life because it's all based on something that they have already determined, defined, and experienced for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Definitely makes sense. And it's also interesting. What about twins? Oh well, that's uh, a big, <laughs> a big topic, and a lot. <clears throat> excuse me. A lot of people ask about that because, okay, first of all. We know that um, twins are never born simultaneously, right? right? right. So usually the small difference of few minutes mm-hmm. would give a different chart. Right. And um, and if you could, if you don't mind, tell the listeners why it would be. Is it because the rising sign would be different and then the signs yes. of the planets would be different in the houses? If you could give them the, your expertise, uh, Angelica. Sure. Well, uh, 
when we cast the chart, now we have a lot of different softwares that do this for us. But uh, it's good to know. I actually learned to uh, to draw a chart uh, manually because I wanted to connect with everything. So uh, I've been taught that it's very important to have the precise uh, time of birth because a big difference in that, like minutes or, okay, hours definitely not, but even a few minutes can change the way the astrological houses are being calculated. And mm -hmm. there are different systems for that. A lot of astrologers use the equal house system, which kind of takes away that problem when it comes to the size and the sector of the chart. Mm -hmm. However, um, when we use the so-called Placidus system that I use too, uh, which is giving us different degrees that cover a certain sector in the chart and different house size, then uh, it's very important for both systems to have the exact birth mm -hmm. time because this is the rising sign. This is the different degree that would show above the horizon at the moment of birth. And if it's it happens to be, like I've seen many charts with 29 degree on um, the rising sign. So I always make sure that they gave me the right birth time, because mm -hmm. if there is a little difference, that would definitely move the cusp of that ascendant, as we call it, or rising sign, mm -hmm. into the next sign. And then this will change the dynamic of the entire chart. Mm -hmm. Okay. And uh, psychologically, uh, what does the rising sign mean? Uh, I've heard different stories. I've read different stories. Is, is it the way the person acts in the public? What is the rising sign psychologically? Well, um, it's called our physical appearance, mm -hmm. who we are in terms of the way we interact with the world. That's why, because astro okay. uh, astrology is very logical and there is always a connection between uh, the two signs which lie on the both extremities of an axis. Like mm -hmm. the first the first house has the seventh house facing opposite, right? So the first yeah. house is me, the seventh house is the others, right? right? So mm -hmm. some say that it's associated with uh, the persona that we use uh, when we interact with others, this is the physical appearance and the way of uh, behavior, the style and everything we present, uh, including mm -hmm. some features uh, and the way we even dress, because it's very interesting how mm -hmm. the the nature of the <laughs> the rising sign would actually determine a lot uh, of the looks of a person. So that's that's another um, feature that is important here. But also um, the way we speak, the way we make uh, our message uh, heard, and how we come across. Mm -hmm. So it's always you know interesting uh, how when I see a person who talks very energetically and likes to even interrupt, not because they want to, but because they can't stop themselves. Right, this impulsive. Usually, yeah, Mars on the ascendant, because uh, it gives that additional drive for self-expression and, uh, you know, the, the desire of uh, the Martian drive of uh, telling the world, I'm here, so mm. please notice me. <laughs> right, right, like maybe Aries. 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, anything related to to that archetype. And right. uh, when we talk about archetypes, actually, there are different mm -hmm. dimensions in, in an astrological archetype. And they include uh, the needs of the sign, the target states, the figures, the persons, uh, which are symbolized by the energy of that sign and planet. Mm -hmm. So, um, for example, if we talk about Jupiter, the psychological process uh, expressed by Jupiter, would be the motivation and the mm -hmm. quest for meaning, pursuits for higher knowledge, desire to expand. Mm -hmm. So that's typical Jupiter. And then we have... Uh, you know, I just way. thought of some Angelica. Jupiter is a slow-moving planet, so does this take more time for that person to realize, for the self-realization of it? Mm, not no. necessarily, okay. because yeah, Jupiter is still within that realm of the personal planets you know we say ah. that beyond saturn we have the uh, the transpersonal planets which take hundreds of years to make a full um orbit around the sun and mm -hmm. the zodiac but jupiter is um the realm of morality truth okay. purpose justice and the function related to it is to teach to synthesize to broaden and to travel physical or inner journeys both so there is a lot of philosophy involved here mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so by extension the different expressions of jupiter would be related to uh, anything that has to do with the legal system religion system mm -hmm. higher education etc and these are different ways in which, based on the position of Jupiter in the chart, we can see where the person tends to be more enthusiastic and mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. optimistic and, and ready to go to the next level in their pursuits for all these moral categories that I just mentioned. But also, we can see where they tend to exaggerate, to overextend, to overindulge, because mm -hmm. everything has to two sides right right so <clears throat> yeah this is this is how the and then the position of this by sign mm -hmm. house would also give us idea about how this will be manifested in the specific birth chart life story because nothing functions in isolation in astrology we mm -hmm. take one planet or one factor in the chart and it mm -hmm. always has to be interpreted in connection with everything else so this matrix of energies actually give us a clear idea of um, the the blueprint and the combination of how all of this is forming uh, the personality mm -hmm. no it's, it's a fascinating it's fascinating um so we're talking about the time you mentioned the time of uh, an entity entering into the world is there a choice in other words, this is a major thing. <laughs> uh, that soul is choosing a certain time and, and, a, and a certain journey. Um, well, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I wouldn't say that this choice can be uh, made consciously in this realm already, but there are different theories, and mm -hmm. uh, they agree that there is something which um, I heard be called a soul contract which is yeah. kind of right. of the soul what kind of experiences they need to collect in this lifetime mm -hmm. and um then when they're going to be born where to what parents in what circumstances and family uh, history that they will become part of these are all connected to the main purpose of living 
certain experiences, going through certain things, and uh, adding to, to the story of that soul. Ah, yes, adding to the story. Yes, I get mm -hmm. to see that. It's fascinating. Um, so it's astrology to me. I'm looking at this so much to it. It can be um, simple in, in a way and yet very complicated. But a good astrologer uh, like yourself is delving, you. not just looking at the uh, statistic or the numbers of the longitude, the latitude, the ephemeris, whatever it is. You know, but it's certainly also uh, using intuition, you know, delving deep into the, uh, the reasoning maybe behind it. Well, absolutely. Um, analyzing a birth chart is mm -hmm. such a journey and a privilege, mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, I'm always grateful, you know, to, to people who trust my services and uh, allow me to work with their chart. Very personal. Because, yeah, this is, this is far from just the technical analysis, right? This mm -hmm. is much, so much more than that. And what's important also is I believe that a good astrological consultation would be interactive. Yeah. It would involve the client into the discussion, the comments of different discoveries that astrologer uh, founds. Mm -hmm. It's not about the client being the passive recipient of some information. Mm -hmm. It's about their engagement from even that moment mm -hmm. and to accept the invitation to do some inner work, which would actually be the active approach to what has been discovered in order to start doing something about resolving chronic issues. Mm -hmm. Because if we just, you know, if we just explain to the client mm -hmm. as astrologers what we found, or if, God forbid, we tell them what to do, because this is a big no in any ethical astrological practice, then we would be doing actually a, a, a disservice. Mm -hmm. So, Pointing out, outlining what we see in the chart and helping the client to open up and share with us mm -hmm. which part resonate because every archetype uh, astrologically in the chart and every configuration can be expressed in a variety of ways. Mm -hmm. So there is no one thing and one type of expression of displacement. So the client kind of guides us through the story and we talk about it and they start to trust and they're more willing to go within because right. oftentimes people just choose to ignore parts of the psyche that they kind of disconnect from. And this is what actually the shadow is in Jungian terms and in astrological terms, which yeah. is identified through the placement of Pluto in the chart. These yeah. are all the repressed feelings mm -hmm. uh, of shame, guilt, inner wounds. Um, mm -hmm. And this is a part of ourselves which is so significant. And mm -hmm. it also holds the key because, by the way, Pluto in Greek mythology, Hades, guards the underworld, but also is the keeper of a, of a big wealth. The same way Pluto in the birth chart mm -hmm. keeps and guards the wounds, but also the riches. If we are willing to go there to explore and to accept ah, and integrate, not right. reject and deny, right? right? If we are ready to work with that energy, we'll get the rewards of stepping into our personal power mm -hmm. and be ready 
to um, make authentic choices and live in a very different way. Mm -hmm. But, you know, like in fairy tales, they say a lot of trouble would have been avoided if they invited the bad witch to the party, right? Mm -hmm. But <laughs> that's what happens when we ignore the scars which um, mm -hmm. are considered to be the shadow. Yes, that's interesting. So it's kind of like you're saying, I'm presuming you're saying, and correct me, obviously, it's the submerge, the submerge emotions, the psychological emotions that can be uh, submerged, whether it's, uh, who knows, for whatever reason, and then digging that up, and then, uh, well, that makes sense, and then that, that, that psyche, that human being is going to be, become much freer and clearer, maybe, with their path of life. Definitely so. This um, approach illuminates the path, you, you said right. it here, because uh, looking at different configurations in the chart and talking mm -hmm. to people, they share stories. You know, mm -hmm. I have clients sharing with me that they have difficulties express expressing emotions and affection. Mm -hmm. And when I suggest for us to go back in time and look through different events that happened to them, Mm -hmm. when they're still a child mm -hmm. turns out every time they wanted to express themselves in one way or another which is more emotional they got really cut off criticized and even make made fun of by one of the parents or mm -hmm. another figure that was important during that yeah time there. so they in order to avoid that, because this main drives, you know, to, to avoid pain, uh, mm -hmm. they immediately create this sort of defense. So mm -hmm. they decided it's better not to show any of this so they right. don't get in trouble. Mm -hmm. But later on, when the time has come, it's now safe and even necessary to connect with, with the world and with others to express these feelings, these emotions, to mm -hmm. love, to enjoy, to be alive, this ability to block. It's mm -hmm. frozen usually by some placement of Saturn in the chart. And then it's necessary to go back, to talk about this moment when these things happen, mm -hmm. to start creating a new outlook on what exactly was the situation and why now is mm -hmm. no longer necessary mm -hmm. to adopt the same behavior in the situations as we right. did back in childhood. Right. right. So that yeah. is the first step and the first understanding. And this is very empowering, by the way. But, but, oh, definitely. You're a healer. I mean, you're digging up their uh, the past uh, toxic crap, so to speak, and, and mm -hmm. you're, you're freeing it up. Because a lot of times, listeners, as Angelica's told, we might not have a support system. We're innocent victims when we're very young. Exactly. I had that happen to me. My parents died when I was young. There was nobody that oh, came I'm along. Oh, so sorry. And um, but I was an innocent victim, and many of you uh, listeners have been innocent victims. You know, when you were very young, and maybe there was nobody around you that encouraged you, or gave you a uh, an emotional support and took you by the hand and and showed you compassion. But what you're saying um, certainly, is Angelic, is that you're also showing uh, the your client compassion. Absolutely, I do, because, you know, in my own story, not as a child uh, that much, but uh, in in more recent years, I went through different experiences which were extremely difficult. Um, I lost close family members. 
papers in a short period of time. And I happened to be in a country where I'm not born in. So I was alone and it, and it was extremely difficult. And in that moment, this is how we learn what it means to, uh, to have the support, the guidance and the help. So I, I was able to overcome this dark times and later my life Actually, I rebuilt my life and, and I'm so grateful to the universe for that. But uh, I oh, made my grateful decision. to yourself and your own self-empowerment, Miss Angel, yes, your own yes. inner strength. You, you but and I you. Decided, sorry, I, I decided from, uh, from that moment on that everything I've learned, mm -hmm. my lived experiences, my qualifications, my studies, I should put them together and uh, I have to do everything I can to help people who are looking for that kind of guidance because, you know, everyone usually talks to friends or uh, they go to some other groups or read self-help books. But unless we're willing with some expert guidance to go deep into these issues, these old wounds, these blockages, it's impossible for our life to change if, if the change starts from within. Mm -hmm. Because this healing and transformation, once mm -hmm. they're already on and happening, miraculously, outer events begin to manifest in our lives, which align with this change within. And this is how we're able to take everything at a very different level mm -hmm. and, and live authentically in, in a much happier life. Well, that's beautiful. And we certainly thank your wisdom, um, Angel, really. Um... I know you have a website, if you'd like to give that out. Sure, my website is Angelica Matev, Angelica with K, Matev, M-A-T-E-V.com. Mm -hmm. And um, there I have more details about my story, about my work, mm -hmm. and the different ways I love to help people help and people. connect with people. You yeah, are a helper. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Because what I do is actually I offer this psychological um, mm -hmm. astrology analysis. And from there, we do inner work together with different activities. And that involves also a very special personalized coaching as well. So right. and I love connecting with people. I always say that, OK, we practitioners need to work because it's our main activity mm -hmm, business, mm -hmm. but human connection um this mm -hmm. desire to just talk with someone you know it, it's yeah. something that i think every astrologer or everyone working with spiritual matters should be always willing to do and um uh, but also with, with understanding i think it's oh, good to talk to somebody but as long as they have their heart with you and uh, understand you maybe even go into your history or have learned about your history you know absolutely right. that is the connection the, the the real warm human connection and, right. and also a lot of people rely on computer generated information and and uh, right. readings some of them could be pretty good to give you the main points of what needs to be worked on but it's impossible to digitalize care, compassion, uh, wisdom, love. Yeah. You know, these are right. things that come from one person to another. Yes. Thank you so much. Well, we have learned so much about um, certainly the wisdom of astrology, uh, the validation of astrology, the psychological effects of it, and mm. um, the, the human, uh, the Absolutely, human. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> 
I'd like to mention something here, if I can, because a lot of people have this question about do the stars cause events? Right. This is a big question always. So I'd like to quote here uh, Dr. Glenn Perry. He's a great expert in psychological astrology, uh -huh. my mentor. So he says the following, quote, while the chart can depict the structure dynamics of consciousness, it mm -hmm. does not cause them, just as the clock tells time without causing it, unquote. So I think this is a beautiful way to explain that the planets are not like waiting to spring some disaster story on us. Disaster, by the way, is another word which comes from disaster or against mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. things. We always have a choice. We're not doomed. We're not prisoners of the birth chart. Mm -hmm. However, it's a great way to actually read the messages there and choose mm -hmm. which part of what is given to us mm -hmm. we're going to act on. Mm -hmm. Negatively would be just to ignore potential and what is possible, mm -hmm. really. Positively, mm -hmm. by examining, exploring, and being guided by an expert who can read this. We can focus on the constructive energies in the chart and and work with that. Thank you so much. And the, the navigation of life, uh, the fuel, the fuel, the fuel of life, the spiritual fuel of life. Um, I was thinking actually of another analogy, beautiful one, when it comes to uh, how this whole system works and what causes events or not. So we said that... Um, the planets do not cause events and uh it's the same as the human heart uh, that's mm -hmm. created for your show i would say that the heart is a physical organ does not produce the feelings we experience and the emotions right but in all culture and history and everywhere in the world the heart symbolically represents the energy center through our through which our emotions and feelings are being processed and experienced. And that's why the symbol of love universally is the heart, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Yeah, beautiful. Well, well, thank you so much. We appreciate your wisdom on astrology. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you. And you've been listening to The Matter of the Heart. <laughs> and I've been your host, Carol. And check out the website, www.thematteroftheheart.com. Angelica's podcast will be up on the website and all of your, uh, you know, a famous, your famous, what enough, I don't know if that's the right word, your popular podcast players. We appreciate you always for listening. And thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Angelica. Thank you, Carol.